Hello, you're listening to episode 35 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there. Hello, hello, hello. What a time. So much is going on in the world. Things are interesting. I'm sure you feel it. On top of all that's going on in the world, there is the balancing of your work and life that's going on in the midst of this pandemic. I see it. I'm talking about it. I'm feeling it. I'm watching. There's a lot of noise, both internal and external. And then I think on top of it is the season changes. There's people looking at and making the decision. Am I going to bear down and get through it? Am I going to go into survival mode or am I going to try to grow, still try to end on a high note? And I know that if you're listening to this, that you are someone who's committed to your future and that you're growth-minded and you want to continue to expand. And I want to give you the reality check that you absolutely can emotionally, financially, and relationally prosper in these next 90 days, that you end 2020 on a high note. I always say when people are leaving a job or they're leaving a relationship or maybe they're moving geographically, leave on your best. Leave on your best. And I feel the same way about 2020. I'm committed to creating it and crafting it the way I desire and not letting external circumstances determine my experience of it. So this is where we go back and remind ourselves that we have to be vision-driven as opposed to circumstance-driven, especially during these times. This is what we've been practicing for. I always say, you know, it's one thing to be able to go sit and be peaceful on a mountain or, you know, to meditate up there with the goats. It is another thing to be in the work and actually practicing all of our tools that we've used and practiced for so long. You know, I've been studying this for forever and and my my coaching and personal growth work and I've worked with a lot of people for many years. This is what it's this is when you know the, the what is it? The rubber meets the road. This is when you're actually putting it into practice. And so I see it as an opportunity game if you will, to play and to try some things out. Today, I want to help you. If you are feeling like, yes, Reed, I'd love to reset. That's a great idea. But I have no idea. The way I'm doing it hasn't been uh, allowing me to stay focused, to think big, to clear out the noise, whether it's the external noise or my own noise. So what I'm going to share with you today is going to help you with that. And it actually came out of a conversation I had one time with one of my daughters who was telling me how she was 
for seeing her week. It was early in the week and she was drafting and imagining every worst case scenario, every disappointing possible thing that could happen. She hit. It was creative. I will give her that. I hadn't thought of some of the things that she brought up. And instead of me going through and trying to show her a different alternative, all I said was, that's one vision. And it got me thinking. And it does relate to us out there today as we take on and engage with the last few months of the year. Here's the problem I'm seeing. Maybe it's you. It's not that you don't know what you want. It's not that you don't have a good vision. It's that you have too many visions. And listen, what I mean as I explain it. You think that you have one big vision, but really you have many, many, many visions. And these are throwing you off your big one. They're keeping you from being at peace, calm, content. These multiple alternative visions, they distract you and they never allow you to get the traction you need to stick to your one big vision. So aside from your one true vision, there are alternative visions and I've identified them to fall into three categories. I'm going to highlight the alternative visions so that you can spot them as they show up in your day. And then I'm going to show you how to convert and to return to your one big vision. The first of the three alternative visions is that of I don't know how vision. I've never done it before, so I don't know that I can do it. I don't know how. And as a result of this vision, when you sit down at your desk in the morning with your laptop, gung-ho to being your best, working on your most important work, this vision, the I don't know how vision can pop up. I don't know the next step. I don't actually even really believe I can. I have to figure this out and I don't think I can because I haven't done it yet. And then you may start feeling afraid. Now, a lot of people I talk to that will say, Rita, I'm not afraid. I am a hardworking, bold person. I don't get afraid. The reality is, is if you're ever stressed, you're afraid. You're ever frustrated, afraid ever angry, afraid. Now, this is a different episode, but when you acknowledge that you're afraid, you can stop putting the energy in to deny that you are. Just call it like it is. It's, I'm afraid. Then you can move on. Now, next. Realize that every single thing that you have ever done, at one time, you didn't know how to do. That is, as we would say, riding a bike, walking, talking, Typing, using an iPhone. Oh my gosh. Do you realize iPhones really are only 11, 12 years old? And I know this because I was at the hospital with my youngest child and I didn't, I I was trying to take a picture of him with a burner flip phone. And I did eventually figure it out. But within a few months, I said, I got to go get one of those iPhones, those smartphones, so I can start taking better pictures. And I remember having this vision that I did not know then, but I was running a vision of, I don't know how. I'm going to be the only one who cannot figure out how to work an iPhone because I had never done it. I was saying I never could learn it. Here's the reality. 
how many things have you thought you couldn't do and now you're super skilled at it? I'm sure there are tons. And maybe you felt the way I did with an iPhone. I actually had a girlfriend who had to talk me through saying, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So this is a big vision. This is a big vision that we have. It can be with the iPhone. It can be with what you are operating and trying to create in your world at this time. Before I go on, I want to explain that the reason that I'm calling these alternative visions, because none of these visions, including the one that you have for your life, has yet been created. The thing is, is that just like that's what they all have in common, you get to choose which ones you're going to invest in, which ones on a daily basis you'll give energy to. Sometimes we get distracted and we go over, we move over to a different vision. If you go into the I don't know how vision, what happens then is all of a sudden you are spending energy and time creating something that that you don't want to create. And that's what worry is. It's spending time creating what it is that you don't want. Because as you know, where your focus is, energy goes. So let's go back this to another alternative vision that is very common. That is the worst case scenario vision. That's the one that my daughter started to bring up. These are the visions of very specific things going wrong. Very specific, terrifying, awful endings. The plane goes down. The kids never socially adjust. The project never gets off the ground. My boss doesn't like what I do. I lose the business that I worked hard to create. My kids can't go to college. You've seen them. You can imagine. You probably have them day to day. Maybe you're aware of it. Maybe you're not. But the second alternative of the worst case scenario is it's something that's never happened that the brain can go down to distract you from creating the vision of your ideal future. Because as I've said before, your brain is hardwired not to like to go towards a vision of uncertainty in the future. The third is the rejection vision. And this is the fear that someone's not going to like you. They're not going to like what you say, your work, your offer, your speech. You tell yourself, I have to look good. I need to look good in front of people. I need to maintain my family's image. I need to hold up my image in this area, this industry. If these are things that you consciously or unconsciously think, you need to really stop making it about you. You really need to understand that your vision, your big vision, your one true vision should always be transcending you. It's not that you're getting the car and being asked to speak at the conference or the the new house. These are natural byproducts of you showing up to a vision that's so big that serves the world, that impacts, that has something larger that it goes beyond you, that contributes at a higher level. To put this in a visual for you, what I'd like you to think of is that you wake up in the morning and every day you get $100 of energy to put towards executing your vision. Your idea of your optimal day, you start fresh, you start strong. Then all of a sudden you have a thought that maybe you're not going to be able to figure out how to 
get this client on board or to build up your business or to finish the presentations or to create the new product, or you don't know how to sell this existing product that you have. That's a vision. That's a vision. And you then begin to, after this $100 drops, drops in, you're giving, let's just say that $10 gets pulled over to that vision. Money is energy. Money, energy goes to the first vision. Then you have another vision pops up. Oh my, that what if they don't like it? What if the, I feel this sense of rejection, this other rejection vision? So when you spend another $10 over in that vision. Then another one comes up. Well, what if this worst case scenario happens or this worst case scenario? All of a sudden, $30 more is gone on different visions. You continue to have these visions all day. And the average person, I would say, might get $20 to $30 out of their initial $100 deposit based upon the energy that they have leaking into other alternative competing visions. Here's what I'm saying. Bottom line, there are many visions that are plaguing your one big vision. They keep you stuck. They keep siphoning off your gas. The two words that I use to move my attention back to my one big vision when I notice first step, always awareness that these visions are happening and now you're going to notice them the next time you sit down. Oh, there's, there's that vision. There's the rejection vision. Oh, that's the, yep. That's the worst case scenario vision. Bam. Two words you come back is one vision, one vision. I start wondering if my kids are going to get it through something. One vision coming back. I already know what my vision is. I know where we're headed. I go off on a mental spiral and did something one get something done that I needed them to get done. And how does someone else think about it? Bam, back to my one vision. The noise in my brain is doing its job to protect me and looking for threats of potentially being harmed, killed, or hurt. But the thing is, is that we're none of us are being killed or harmed as we work on our visions. That's that it's it's over-dramatized. So it isn't that we have the fear. The fear is a common human experience that these visions perhaps even might get triggered. But we do, since we're not primal animals, we do have the power to come back to, you know, and correct ourselves and align with our one vision. I was giving the example the other day for the first time. I just was thinking about it. I have two cats. One's a kitten, actually, a COVID kitten. One is four years old. And the four-year-old, Rio, he, happiest, almost cat like a dog. I mean, we had so much construction for the last four years. This cat will sit in front of the door, will spread, spread out, no fear, no inhibition, follows everyone around, gets in the paint. I mean, good time, good living, loving everybody, living joyful. COVID kitty is how, as I say that, how appropriate, is terrified. <laughs> she is cute, but she's always thinking that something bad's going to happen. Someone's going to hurt her. Someone's going to attack her. She's operating from her primal brain, but she's a kitten. We are not animals. We have the opportunity to bring things into our cognitive, cerebral, cortical frontal, you know, brain to be able to make conscious decisions and not be jerked by our primal brain. That's what I'm saying to you. If you don't choose your vision deliberately, 
you're going to be drained. It's going to run your life. You're going to have another 90 days of having external circumstances rule your world as opposed to your vision running and being the thing that drives you. I don't need to tell you that what you focus on expands. If there's something you don't like about your business or your relationship, be aware that there's a good chance that you've been focusing on that and been a part of bringing it into your life and or keeping it stuck there. So ask yourself, do I have a vision of my optimal performance? Do I have a vision of my business's optimal performance? If it's your relationship, do you have a vision of your ideal relationship with your partner? And if the answer is no, and you've never thought of it, create what it is, is your optimal vision. I'm not saying that a vision is everything, but it is absolutely a critical first step because you can't hit a target you can't see. You're never going to run into that. If you have only visions in your day of all of the ways this could go wrong with your partner, the rejection or the the worst case scenarios, or this will never be able to be figured out because we haven't figured it out yet, there's no way you're going to run into your big one. Okay. My fun brain fact, which always brings clarity and the why to what you're doing here, what we're talking about is that your brain receives 11 million bits of stimuli per second. And it can only process 40. That's right, 40. It only processes 40. And the 40 it processes are the 40 bits out of 11 million that you tell it to look for. That's why the two words, one vision, one vision. I did it the other night. I had a moment. One vision. And then I come back. You need to know where your attention is and to bring your attention back. When you look at these three prominent life-draining visions, what you start to notice that's in common with all of them is that they all are visions of uncertainty. When you expand your ability to sit in the uncertainty and not avoid it, the moment that you can do that, when you embrace it and even welcome, if you can imagine the uncertainty, the sooner that you'll experience a transformation in your business and your life. The, the, the problem all with all three of those visions is that you're trying to avoid by controlling and avoid something that is uncertain. Our brain tells us that we have control over the future when we don't. You can kick and scream into the uncertainty or you can pull the ripcord and jump in. If you think of your big vision like a movie and they are interchangeable, they really are. I actually have movie exercises which that are in essence the vision of you. You're the hero of your movie. You have written out the fulfilling adventure of your life. Imagine that that goes up onto a box office movie and you go to the theater with your popcorn, your Diet Coke, your M&Ms, and you can't wait to go watch it and see yourself creating it. But then 10 minutes into it, you start thinking about the next movie over in theater B. And you're like, hey, I'm going to go check that one out. Wonder what's happening in that one. And then you go after 10 minutes there, you go check out in a different theater. On that one, it's, it's this vision of like all the worst case scenarios. You go check out another one for another 15 or 20 minutes. That one might be about the p- people who haven't, don't like whatever it is that you're creating in your vision, that don't like your programming. Anyways, you keep going and then you decide, hey, I'm going to go back to my, my big vision. And you take yourself back there, but you've been missing for 45 minutes. 
And now you're frustrated because you don't know where you left off. You're bummed out because you can't pick up and you can't follow. You're feeling confused. You're disappointed. And you're not knowing what you should do next. And that's pretty much what's happening every single day in the lives of most when they sit down at their laptop or when they show up to a relationship. They have got too many other visions going on. So here are a few steps when this starts to happen to you and you noticed that you're not getting the traction and you're not focusing and you're not being the productive, efficient person that you want to be on that, which it is you want to create. Step one, get your big, true vision down. I did a podcast with a tool you can even download to make that easy. Make sure you have your vision. Step two, when you notice alternative vision striking, say to yourself two words, one vision. One vision. I only have one vision. Move your attention to your one vision. Pull that out. If you don't recall what it is, if you're not emotionally attached to it or connected to it, you should be. It's a written vision. Read it every day. And that way you're training the neurons to fire and to work for you when you're not even working on it. Step three, increase your ability and your willingness to live in the uncertainty. Let go of needing to control it all. Increase your openness to live in the discomfort of not knowing how it all ends up. Know that your worrying doesn't do anything but deplete your fuel and your energy to create the very thing you do want. The sooner that you get to a place where everything is okay, wherever and however it happens, the sooner that you can sit with that, the sooner that you'll start to experience the next 90 days, even the day today that you want. When that happens, when you're open to the uncertainty, that's when you actually are unstoppable. You can't be messed with. So it's not the economy. It's not the election. It's not the way anything turns out. It's that you have the ability to follow and move through on your vision, letting go of attachment to how long it takes or anything like that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening I also appreciate your commitment to unleashing and untethering yourself so that you become and offer your greatest gifts. I encourage you and invite you to continue and to use the two words, one vision as the week continues. And I will then talk to you next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.